welcome right. to the first podcast of the Lee folks and Ken and Baloo t- talking about the Psalms. This is a new format for us, a bit of an experiment, and we'd like to have a conversation with each other and invite you along with us. Yeah, I've heard Please this it. is the uh, the number one the number one podcast in the uh, podcast produced by Lee and Kenan category. So that's good. It's also the worst rated. <laughs> hey, perspectives here, Kenan. <laughs> but uh, not, I you're think not in charge always, of marketing for this. <laughs> as always, the best thing to do is to start with the prayer. So, Lee, could you please introduce yeah. us with that? Yeah, absolutely. God, we uh, are living in in uh, strange times that that is new to us, but we know that you are are in control that you are in charge of all of the things that are going on in our country and in our world we um pray that we can see you in those things that we can see you um and, and take advantage of opportunities that you give us to to minister to to those who are hurting uh to those who are afraid we pray that you will comfort us that you will um, bless us as we seek to to serve you, God. We, um, as Ken and I try to try to dive into some of these psalms and try to talk about some of these things, I pray that you will give us the the wisdom that we need to to guide a discussion. That you will help us to uh, to encourage this anybody listening to this to to be more focused on you, to draw close to you during uncertain times. And um, we're thankful for the Psalms that you have given us, the life of David that you have um, recorded for us so that we can um, learn from him, that we can draw closer to you because of these things. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just as a note, we're recording this on April 4th, 2020, which is in the midst of the COVID-19 quarantine. No idea if anyone will be listening to this in the far future, but this is a very uncertain time here in Kentucky. This is kind of at the beginning of things. It's still generally positive vibes. People are still enjoying the time off being at home. I wonder what it will be like listening to this in the future and if this will be a happy memory or a not. But in that, like all things, is in the Lord's hands and we can't control it. But that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and, and as we have talked about um, how to be a, uh, how our church should function in a, in a time that we aren't able to be together, um, and, and the technology that we have at our fingertips, I thought this is a good opportunity to try something new. Um, we don't have an opportunity to get together for a Bible class, but hopefully we can use this format and, and some other things. It's not as good as being together, but hopefully it can be an encouragement to people. Um, yeah, and maybe we'll see how it goes. So the the topic, we were supposed to be teaching the class uh, in church starting uh, last or this week or last week. Yeah. And the tomorrow. topic is the Psalms. And so Lee and I have been having several conversations over the past couple of months about the Psalms. And we'd just like to open up to you what we've been talking about and the approach we wanted to take. Yeah, and I think that part of it that we talked about, and I think for for me personally, um, the Psalms are something I, I've I've read them occasionally. I know there are some songs in our songbook that we sing that are based out of the Psalms, and um, I know there are some that we've 
we've focused on more than others at different times. But um, honestly, I, I I'm not a big <laughs> full disclosure here, Kenan. I'm not a big poetry person. I don't I don't do imagery really well or or poetry, and so sometimes I kind of gloss over the Psalms, and I'm like, okay, well, there are the Psalms, and there I know they're good for different things, but I haven't really spent a lot of time. Um, um, really focusing on those or or meditating. So many of the Psalms talk about meditating on God's Word, and that's um, not something I'm as comfortable with with the Psalms. And um, I'm much more comfortable learning about, you know, the five points of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount or the, um, you know, more intellectual things about Jesus' life or about the Old Testament or um, factual things. And um, I, I think because the Psalms are more emotive, or um, more more imagery, more poetry type stuff. I, I tend to um, overlook it sometimes. And so when we started talking about this, I thought it'd be really good opportunity for us to, um, for me anyway, to really dwell on some of the Psalms and really um, dig into them a little bit more and spend a little bit more time not trying to go through 150 Psalms in 13 weeks or however long, yeah, who knows, we may drag this out for a while, Ken, and we may have an opportunity to, <laughs> eight years later, we're still doing, um, but... Uh, it would, wouldn't be a terrible thing to think about for eight years. Oh, not at all, not at all. But um, And this kind of played into my feelings, which is not wanting to teach a class where I just taught a bunch of intellectual things. I've spent a lot of my life focused on the mind, and... I've realized that is an important part of us, but for me personally, I'm trying to not let that get in the way, and I feel a little trepidatious in teaching any class to anyone. I, the older I get, the more I realize, the less I actually know or understand, and I really was not excited about this class of getting up and just trying to teach Lee or anyone else things that they almost certainly understand better than I do. And so that kind of fit well with you, Lee, when we were talking about mm -hmm. our approach we wanted to take to this. I really wanted to take this time to focus on the meditation instead of trying to stand up and break down every psalm verse by verse and I say, well, this is what this means and this is what this means. I want to approach it with that imagery to try to let it wash over me and my heart and try to try to feel what David felt. I'm not exactly a poetry person either, although I do maybe appreciate it a bit more than you do, but I'm not like a poetry guy. But art has a way of impacting us and kind of end running around our intellect sometimes. And I think if we can try to find that in the Psalms, as many people have for 4,000 years or however old they are, um, maybe that can bring us some real benefit. Yeah, and... and um... I think that we can um, really benefit from the the emotional, and I keep saying emotional. I don't know; it's all that. But but the the piece of this that where David just records his experience, um, what is going on in his head, what is going on in his mind. You know, we talk in uh, um, counseling stuff sometimes about journaling, and journaling is a really good way to cope with different um, events and times in your life, and. Um, you know, David was was writing these psalms during some uh, very different times in his life, and to to get to have a window into what his mindset was during those times is really fascinating to me. Um, you know, and and then the the ironic piece that I was thinking about.
today as we were preparing for this, um, you know, when we started talking about doing this, doing this class and talking about doing some Psalms, you know, um, it was before this, the, the COVID-19 coronavirus thing hit here. And, um, you know, our conversation the other night was talking about that we, we face losing some of our comfort and we face, um, maybe on some level, some suffering that we haven't ever experienced. Um, and so it's funny that, you know, we were already kind of thinking we need to start talking about the Psalms and the Psalms are very much, or at least a lot of the Psalms are very much about, um, difficult times and times of uncertainty or times that, um, we're going through this, this period of time that, that, um, you know, what does my relationship with God look like during times of suffering or times of difficulty? And, um, well, I doubt that this is quite the same thing as what David was going through. It certainly is another level of, of, um, discomfort that we, or, or, uh, uncertainty that we didn't have when you and I started planning this class about a month ago. I think it's a perfect segue into David and his life. As as we know, most of the Psalms are written by him. And it's always been very compelling to, to me to think about that this is a guy that, to try to get my head around, what does this mean? God said this is a man after his own heart. So there's something about David's heart appealed to God in a way that many other people haven't. And when you look at who he was, it's kind of, He's a challenging person. I mean, everyone points to his sin with Bathsheba, which was clearly a defining moment of his life. Mm-hmm. But he was also a warrior. You know, the, the people talked about him killing his 10,000s. He was a very bloody man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a pacifist who sat at home writing songs. He was out there killing people. And that's been challenging for me to understand, like, what part of that was after God's own heart? Mm-hmm. But yet he was also kind of a soldier slash minstrel. He wrote all these songs, and some of these sound like they were written while he was on the run. Some sound mm-hmm. like where they're written in times of peace. And yet through all this, he was meditating on God. He was comes up in like Psalm 19 talking about the loving the law. I think that's something I hope we get to talk to in another uh, episode. <laughs> but... He's been he's a very compelling person to me that I don't really understand. What he's what part of him should we try to emulate? I mean, I think it's a it's a hard question for me to answer. Yeah, we're gonna have to uh make a, a show note here, Ken, and you're gonna have to give me the hard questions earlier so we, you know, this isn't stump lee podcast. Um no, uh, no. I mean, I I agree with you. I think um, that he is a, a interesting. I think that statement. He's a man after God's own heart. If we didn't have the Bathsheba thing, we would, of course, we would never be able to relate to him if he was if we didn't have that big um, sin. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're right. He was not exactly what you would think of when you think of a, a man that that would be like that. And, and maybe it is that the, um, oh boy, I'm just yammering until I can think of something. Well, but, I wonder you know what, if we'll, it's, we've been taught wrong. Maybe we've been given a, a wrong idea of what it means to be godly. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, 
it's I, I don't believe it's a true statement that Christians should all be limp rags just letting anything happen to them. David yeah. certainly didn't seem to be like that. Well, and actually, Kenan, the, the real answer, and I'm glad you, it's, it's uh, I think we will, I think we'll find out the answer to that question if, if people continue to tune in to these podcasts. Um, because I think that is, you know, in, in all seriousness, um, that is what we see through the Psalms. We see David's heart. Um, even when he messes up, um, even when he sins with Bathsheba, he, um, his heart is, is, um, torn because of that. His heart is broken because of that. And, um, so I think that maybe that's, maybe that's the, the thing we need to be looking for in each of these discussions. Well, I think one way of meditating is actually just reading them. And uh, you and I talked, and we, there's, we could start with pretty much any of the psalms. But we, I don't know if arbitrary is the right, right word, but pulled a psalm out of the hat that we thought was a, a good starting point with uh, Psalm 103. Yeah. Um, it feels like a good time we could just read a few, and maybe just in the discussing, maybe that can be part of the, I, mean, I think meditation should probably be done on our own, but in as preparing us for the meditation, Maybe we can read a few verses together and then just riff and see what comes to your mind and to guide in our further thoughts, which probably should be done on our own. Right. And and I think one of the things that we, um, and this is where we remind everybody, this is our first time to do this, but <laughs> I, my hope is that as people can, over the next week, look look over one, uh, Psalm 103 and, and read it, and as, as I continue to read it, and as you continue to read it, that people can send us um, some fan mail and, and tell us what they think about Psalm 103 and share some thoughts, and we can share that. Uh, you know, it's then not a Bible Lee class. Lee nor I have to actually come up with our own ideas. We can just share your That's ideas and take the credit. Absolutely correct. <laughs> I think the word you used the other day was crowdsourcing. We're going to crowdsource our Bible class. There but, we go. Um, but in all, you know, that's if we were in a Bible class together, that's what we would be doing is saying, "Hey, what are your thoughts about Psalm 103? Read it this week and tell us next week what your what your thoughts are, how it applies to you, and all that stuff." So, yeah, I, I think um, I think that's a good idea. So, how do you want to do this? Do you want to read it some, or do you want me to? Oh, uh, sure, I'll read a few verses, and then uh, I would just love to hear your immediate thoughts, just like what first springs to mind, and we could just talk through this. So this is Psalm 103. Um, yes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Yeah, and I think that that is, um, when I read that, and I was going through this morning, I had actually thought of a different one, and then I, um, I don't even remember which one I'd said initially, but then I came to this one and uh, just thought that, especially with the stuff that's going on currently, this seemed to be very appropriate, and especially as we go through um, more of this, but just, we, I, I spent a lot of time thinking, and I, I've said this publicly before, so it's not that big a deal, but. Um, I spend a lot of time feeling pretty good about how I'm coping with things and how I'm dealing with things. And, um, 
this to me puts the focus squarely back on, especially that first you know five verses, that God is the one who pardons iniquities and heals diseases and redeems my life and crowns me with loving kindness and and you know God is the one who does all of those things and um, I need to focus on those things and I think that if there is nothing else that we gather during times of uncertainty um, like like what we are currently in that we focus on that God is the one who's taking care of things that it's not it's not the government or the scientists or the doctors or the um, you know the governor or or you know any I mean those people are are important and I'm gonna um, pay attention to them but that God is the one who is um, ultimately able to to do all those good things for me that's a great point it's really easy for me to focus on the things happening around this time i i would have told you before a few weeks ago that i um i'm ready to accept what will happen i'm not going to be anxious or worried uh i've been able to successfully not be anxious about a lot of things in the world in the past few years but uh the past month or so has definitely thrown me for a bit of a loop i i say it's because I'm worried about my family and protecting them. And I think that is true. I honestly don't feel a lot of fear about myself, but it's not okay to be afraid about something else. And God does not give us the spirit of fear. I mean, maybe there's a fine line between being careful and protective and being afraid. But like you said, coming back to God is the one that's doing that. And this is exactly what David is saying here. The part of this section that really talks to me is about redeeming your life from the pit through things that have been going on in our, my family's life for the past year. There's been a lot of times where it's felt like we're in the bottom of a pit where you just, you see this little spot of light, light up above. And if you turn your head the wrong way, you don't see it anymore. And I've had to pray a lot like David to just rescue us from this pit. And that, that really does speak to me. And I know, I hope in other sessions we can talk about the other uh, Psalms that go into more depth with that metaphor, oh, but yeah. he does redeem us from the, he pulls us out of that. And one of the things I think about that too, can is, and you know, especially when you read this in verse three, who heals all our diseases. And um, you know, if you, you could read that in the context of this, um, coronavirus and say, well, why doesn't he just take it away and make it all go away? And, and, you know, obviously I, I believe that he could, but I don't think that it's, I think the thing that's important is that the redeeming, redeeming my life from the pit may not look like I want it to look. Yeah. Um, there are, there are store, there's story after story. And, and maybe, maybe as we go through here, we can talk more about some of these specific things in David's life. But, you know, David, um, I don't know exactly when this was written, um, but, you know, thinking about the times that he felt like he was in a pit, I mean, he was chased by Saul for years and had to endure all kinds of hardships um, when he had already been anointed as the next king of Israel. And, um, 
God redeeming him from the pit didn't look at all like what he had maybe thought it should or hoped that it would, but he continued to have faith that that was going to happen. So, um, I, uh, I think to me personally, one of the most compelling times of David's life is after, uh, way after Bathsheba, after he has his children, when his son, is it, uh, Absalom? Absalom, that's right, uh, is fighting him. And I, that, is, to me, is just heartbreaking. It's like you even hear the story of when he hears that he's captured. He, 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 it's his enemy, his mortal enemy. He's just, his son is trying to kill him, and yet he still loves him. He doesn't want to fight him. He's kind of forced to. Well, and... doesn't, he, doesn't he refuse? Maybe. Maybe we should brush up on our David history, but it feels like he refuses. And in fact, he tells Joab not to, he withdraws from the city, but um, Joab kills him anyway. And um, he's really angry at, and yeah. he weeps because it happened, even though this mortal enemy, he would have not probably shown him the same, the same mercy. Right. And maybe that's, oh, there's a, there's a podcast topic right there. You talk about the heart of God. Somebody, you know, your, your child is turned their back on you. And somebody, the Something enemy, to learn oh, from the oh, spoiler alert, Wait, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> Write that down. And um, of course, I, I love the, the last metaphor about renewing your youth like eagles. I, I do not want to claim I'm old, however you want to define the term, but I, you know, I've passed 40 and I'm felt the onset of the decline and I don't want to complain. I'm very thankful for my health I have, but you, you can definitely tell it's not going uphill anymore. <laughs> and it, it doesn't scare me as much as I, it feels like it scares other people. It's mostly just kind of annoying. And it's just, it is a weird, it's more weird than anything for me. It's not, not really hard, but just thinking like, wow, like my body really is past its prime. If it ever yeah. had a prime. <laughs> yeah. <And> well, yet... <laughs> yeah, we could talk about the, Two weeks ago when I was playing basketball with some kids at work and some teenagers and I tried to cut and that story ends up with me going to urgent care to get my hand x-rayed, but we don't have time for that. It looks like our time is almost out. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, being being 50 does not feel like an eagle. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right that there is, um, there is a, a great... Um, comfort in knowing that even though um even though it's it's um may not look like what i think it's going to that it's that it's going to be okay that my life is going to be redeemed from the pit even if it's not when i want it to or or how i think it will um so i'll let me read this next section of verses here i'll um this is broken up into a short well it's a longer thing but anyway Says uh, verse start verse six. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. 
Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. Wow, this is hard to remember that this is David speaking. This is before the kingdom of Israel and Judah. This is kind of early in, as we would think it as the kind of story of Israel, even though obviously Israel has been around for a long time at this point. But uh, in the past couple of years, through church and other places, I've done a lot of study on Exodus, and then we did a Hebrews class, and and then all the prophets, and there's just been so much focus on Israel and just thinking about the, how God over and over and over again showed his ways into Moses. I mean, the verse, the beginning verse of Hebrews, talking about in ages, I'm going to slaughter this uh, this quote, but in ages before, God's made himself known in many ways, and one of the main ways before Jesus was through the the people of Israel. And David here talking about the Lord being merciful and gracious and slow to anger. And then you you see exactly that happening. And this is hundreds of years after David, but you have David's people who are literally sacrificing their own children in the temple of God. And yet God still is extremely slow to repay that. And we know eventually that does catch up with them, but so much more mercy shown to them than he possibly David himself even would have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love that. Um, as I was that, as I was reading that, just thinking about, um, you know, verse 10, he has not dealt with us according to our sins or rewarded us according to our iniquities. Um, you know, obviously if we did that, we would, we wouldn't have any chance of, of, being redeemed, uh, or of being called his children, but, but, um, that's, that's, I like that. I like that verse. This kind of makes me think about, uh, I have a seven-year-old who's very, very, very concerned with justice when it benefits him. Yep. Uh, and he often says it's not fair if there's even a slight perceived less ketchup or whatever it is. And I, I've asked him before, it's like, well, was it fair that you got more, I don't know, a bigger corny dog or whatever it is. And uh, I'm still working on trying to explain, you know, that it's, this word fair doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. Right. And uh, that's thankfully the way God is because he doesn't deal with us fairly. Yep. I have a lot. I have a lot to say, but I know because of time, we probably do. You want to then say it? We section? have time. No one's no, going anywhere. No. Do you want to read the next section? Because I, I want to save something for people to, to talk about and discuss. I could. All right. You're right. I guess if we kept talking another ten minutes, we'd say everything there is to say. About oh, everything there. <laughs> uh, I feel like the verse fourteen actually connects to the next section, so I'm going to uh-huh. reread that. For he knows our frame; he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it's gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Yeah. The piece I like, especially when I was looking through this today to to 
get ready for this, that, that first part is for man, his, his days are like grass and as a flower of the field, that, that temporary, that, the temporary nature of our lives and remembering that, you know, my, so my wife is about to go crazy cause she's been in the house for, you know, two weeks or whatever. And she's rarely gets out. And, um, you know, this seems like it is being forever. Somebody said that March is the longest decade they've ever been in, <laughs> but, um, the, uh, but it's temporary and, and our life here is temporary and the suffering that we experience is temporary. But, but then, but God has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. He's in charge of all of that. And, um, there's a lot of comfort. There's, I, I just think there's a lot of comfort in that. The verses, uh, 15 and 16, uh, are uh, quoted in one of the the parts of Brahms, who is a composer, wrote a requiem, which is a uh, kind of a funeral mass for his mother. And uh, in my opinion, the most powerful movement um, is Den alles Fleisch, which is basically all flesh. It's written in German. But uh, it's a really powerful piece that's just a quote of this that he wrote for his mother, who he, I think he, his mother kind of raised him alone. And after she passed, he was just completely emotionally destroyed. And he wrote this incredible piece of music kind of celebrating his mom's life. And he quotes this in it. And I think uh, that's what I think when every time I read this, but uh, maybe I'm a, just a nerd, but. Oh, I didn't know we were pulling out, uh, pulling out um, famous composers for, Whew, now I'm I gotta up my really game not here. trying to be pretentious. That I really actually <laughs> like that piece of music, but uh, check it out, Brahms Requiem, if you'd like to. Okay, hear it. but uh, this Maybe reminds you play me that strongly, out when, uh, you, when you remix this. You could play that at the end of this. That could be that our could intro be the, music. the <laughs> intro or, or outro, right? Well, uh, it is really powerful choral music. So if you like that kind of thing, check oh. it out. But uh, this reminds me a lot of Ecclesiastes that. Uh, uh-huh. has, Many of you listening, if anyone listens to this, I know you were there. I was uh, there. I taught a class in Ecclesiastes a couple of years ago, and I have to say that class changed my life. Uh, I remember interacting with Ecclesiastes the first time when I was when I was about twenty, and I remember finding it very powerful at the time. But the benefit of an extra twenty years of life has seriously changed my uh, changed my understanding and appreciation of that book. And that book really rocked my world a couple of years ago. And that's the kind of the central word. What's the word, Lee? Hevel. That's right. Hevel. The, the concept of, of not nothingness, but something that's there for a moment and then gone like a vapor. Yeah, your dry ice experiment was, was the good. That was a good. I'll never forget that. Well, great. I, I Praise the Lord, because that's what I think about. And this is what it is. And this, this is. The key, though, it's it's not just focusing on we're hevel and it doesn't matter, but the verse fourteen is the the key. He knows our frame. He made us that way. He knew. Mm-hmm. He knows exactly what our life is like. And so instead of taking that as a chance for despair, as many people do in a nihilistic kind of way, we should say, okay, the flowers are not worthless. They are there for a season and then gone, but that doesn't mean they're meaningless or valueless. They're beautiful and wonderful, but they have a time limit. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we we noticed today we went outside and one of our um, 
saw our first iris. So we had an iris popped up today. We have a really pretty purple iris outside. And, and yeah, that's the same thing. It'll, it'll be here for a little while, and then it'll go away, and then we'll, you know, see it again. So, all right, well, let me read this last, this last section, and then we can close it up here. It says, Bless the Lord, you angels, you his angels, mighty in strength who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you who serve him doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all places of his dominions. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And of course, I don't mean to jump jump ahead of you, but you know, ending ending it the way he started it, it is blessing God, blessing God. We we've got I've, I'm in the pit. I've got diseases. I've got iniquities, but his but he is enthroned in heaven, and we are going to to bless his name, and we are going to serve him and um, obey him. So. I think this last picture here can remind us that there's a lot more moving and shaking than just us in this little microcosm of our life. There are the angels, there are the hosts, the ministers. There's this huge panoply of God's creation that's all bigger than us, and it's there. And it's easy to forget that sometimes when we're focused on our little lives. But there's a lot more going on. Absolutely. And and that is, we, we... Again, we know that intellectually, or we we think that, or we read that, or we've studied that. But to to actually know it, um, when you're in the midst of something, uh, whatever it is, um, it can be something small and personal, or it can be something large and you know this international pandemic or whatever. But whatever it is, to know that there's way more going on than what we are experiencing right now. Now that we've read this and we've said we want to meditate on this, do you have a suggestion on how we should do that? You know, again, um, meditating on on things is not my, not really one of my strong points. But I I had a couple of thoughts just about, um, you know, one of my hopes is, and and I've those of you who have been in a, a our small group a couple of years ago, we talked about spiritual disciplines. Um, I need to be in the habit, I want to be in the habit of, of studying on a regular basis, of being in the Word on a regular basis, and um, not just reading and try to read all the way through the Bible in a year or, or you know, just mark it off my list, but really make it personal. Um, so I guess one of my, and, and everybody's different too, so I don't want to say everybody's got to do one thing, but I guess one of my hopes is that we would read this may, maybe at least once a day. And spend some time kind of processing through it. What did it What did it mean to David? What was What was David um, trying to get across when he was doing this? What was he thinking um, or feeling when he was talking about this? And then, um, you know, what are What are the times that I feel that way? What are some some ways that I need to hear this, and how can I apply this to what I'm uh, to what I'm going through? Um, reading really to understand it rather than just to say I read it. I don't know. What about you? Do you have any thoughts? I don't have any good strategies. I was hoping you would have the good strategies. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was supposed to be looking up. Sorry. Um, I, you know, I think that's a. I, I hope to do that too. Just read it and just let it wash over me. Like I said, instead of trying to break it down and 
bullet point it. Really just listen to it. And I know there are some, um, I mean, there are some techniques, and you can look up, again, I'm hesitant to, to say this is this is the technique or a technique because there are so many ways that everybody does. I do know, you know, some of the things I've read in the past, it's important to, you know, maybe have a consistent time just to create a habit because you're you're less likely to create a habit if you're just doing it at random times. Um, and a time that's hopefully free of distractions, um, you know, getting up a little earlier if you're, you know, even 15 minutes earlier just to sit and, and read through this. Um, I think reading it, there's some, some ways you can uh, maybe read one line at a time. Um, if you have if you have a little more time, you know, reading one line at a time and just letting it, um, you know, like if you're just, uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. If you just kind of read that slowly and, and let that just kind of sit for a minute and, and think through it and what is that, um, how do I bless, how do I um, let everything within me bless his holy name? What does it mean to bless his holy name? Um, you know, that's one one way to do it, just kind of doing a line at a time or even a stanza at a time. Um, some people have, have uh, talked about, you know, rewriting it in your own words is a way to really kind of meditate on it. Um, um, you know, maybe even taking a section and, and or reading through until you get to a section, um, you know, like if you're if it says, uh, well, the, the piece you're talking about, who redeems your life from the pit, and just kind of, you know, the rest of the day, you just kind of come back to that going, when is, how does God redeem me from the pit? What does that mean? What are my questions about that? What have I, um, how have I seen that happen or, or things like that? So that you're um, just kind of dwelling on it. What does that mean? Asking questions, um, trying to find the, the answer to, to what that means for you, I guess. Um, or, or, or what God, well, sorry. First thing I should have said is that I think the first thing is, is praying that God will open your eyes for understanding. I think that's the first thing. And then reading through that and trying to gain the understanding that God wants you to have. And I think that's a really important step that I should have mentioned at the beginning, I guess. There's a <laughs> Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. That's a, uh, there's these songs the kids have been singing, but that's the, the chorus too. So it's yeah. kind of stuck in my head. And yeah. That's the only reason I knew that was Psalm one nineteen eighteen because that's part of the song. <laughs> yeah, and some of them are more. Uh, some of the psalms have more. I guess the one I originally had talked about was is one that has a song written with it, and that's obviously easier to remember. But um, I don't know. Those are just some thoughts that I've had, and some things that I have, um, you know, done in the past or thought about in the past. Well, tell you what, let's try this this next week, and then we can talk to each other in a week and see how it worked for us. And hopefully if anyone's listening to this, you'll contact us and let us know your thoughts or feelings or what worked, what didn't work. If you have any other tips for us. Yeah. We'd love think, to hear from you. And I think it'd be good. And, and maybe we can uh, have a, have a, a third person sometime if we want to make it really complicated, if we <laughs> want to get a different opinion about something, but um but yeah, I, I think um, definitely I would love to get some feedback from people about what what works. What's your what are your thoughts? I I definitely do not think, and 
I want to echo what you said earlier. It, it intimidates me to stand up in front of a group and tell them what a verse or a passage means because I, I may know what I think it means, but I haven't had your experience or somebody else's experience. And so if, I feel like that by um, one of the joys of, of studying the Bible as a group is that we learn from other people. And I, I, I really hope if people have thoughts about Psalm 103 as you read through it this week, that you'll send it to us and, and we'll, uh, you know, incorporate that into what we're doing. Sounds great. Well, thank you. If anyone listens to this or who is listening, thank you for joining <laughs> us with this. And we hope to hear back from you. And otherwise, we'll, you'll hear from us again in about a week. And we are, we are accepting some corporate sponsorships. So yes, we need anybody. We can do some live reads or we, <laughs> Well, I wish uh, all of you and listeners grace and peace in this coming week, and may the Lord have mercy on us all. Absolutely. Thanks, Ken.